0: Coffee
1: lovers, and welcome to the God Country live video podcast,
2: every, every Friday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And now, live from Seguin, Texas, and other places around the world, your host, Jose Roberto Alaniz Jr. I don't have any tickets chocolate.
0: (laughs) Hello, coffee lovers. It's Jose, Third Day Coffee Seguin, and my good friend and brother in Christ, Ashley Williams of Legacy Farms Coffee, which is where all my coffee comes from. And uh, we are here in a caboose in Oklahoma, uh, just north of Oklahoma City a little community called Edmond or actually this is, I think is in Jones,
3: Mm -hmm.
0: uh, Oklahoma. And uh, (laughs) we came up, we're going to spend the night here, go have some dinner later. And, and then we're going to take all the coffee out of his truck, put it in my truck. And, uh, and then I'm going to go home and he's going to do the same thing.
2: (laughs) I think we have 900 pounds of green coffee and about 50 pounds of uh, cherry tea, coffee, cherry tea.
0: Yeah. So we're going to be stocked up again and, and uh, if you're waiting on orders, I apologize. We we will be getting caught up here uh, next week and uh, get everybody caught up. Um, but we just thought we would jump on and do a live because, I mean, we're in a caboose. This caboose was built in 1925, and uh, there's a picture of it on the icon for this uh, for this episode. And um, and we're gonna. There's a whole bunch of uh write up on the on the information on the place but it's a beautiful little location it's out of the city and um and it's just really cool it's got some little compartments to sleep in and and uh it's just something else but uh anyway so what's going on with the coffee these days ashley tell us where we're at
2: well everything's going pretty good we had a little more coffee this year than last uh, but the biggest thing is we had better cupping scores than we've ever had across the board we had one small lot that was 82. Uh, everything else was a minimum 84 and had a couple 88s. Uh, so it just, the coffee itself is, is better quality. Uh, some of that's just, we just get better processing every year, but it's uh, good weather uh, and good workers have a whole lot to do with it. Uh, and though it gotten a whole lot of luck. So it's, uh, it's just a, a nice combination of all those things. But we, uh, we have 20 bags more this year than we had last year. <clears throat> the year before that, we lost 60% of the crop. So we're still recovering from that. Um, you know, the, the downside of. Being something that's sort of part of a global community is the war on Russia tripled our fertilizer prices and uh, those have started to level off a little bit more. And so we're doing more organic fertilizings it's um, it's a little more expensive to spray the organic fertilizer now it's cheaper than doing the other so i I enjoy using the organic stuff whenever we can so we're uh we're pouring the fertilizer to it Uh, we can put a whole lot of the organic on there without hurting anything versus the conventional fertilizers were limited Uh, our coffee farm is in a wildlife preserve and both of our borders were on the high side so both of our borders are rivers Everybody in our community gets their water that passes through our farm and the women are in the river washing clothes. They're taking drinking water back to the house. Kids are swimming in it. So we have to be conscious of you know, what we do and how we do it. So we're, uh, uh, we're, we're very optimistic about the the next year crossing the 200 bag limit, uh, not limit, but that, that threshold. So we're hoping to do 225 bags next year and getting more into the roasted business ourselves. So we're, competing with this guy over here (laughs) Uh, luckily we're in different states but uh yeah we're starting to sell a little more roasted coffee because that's what supports the farm and uh, and some of the projects on the farm so that's uh it's always good this is like a vacation because it is uh, generally when we meet it's (laughs) swapping coffee and and then we talk for a couple hours too late and he's back on the road again so
3: yeah uh, Eli and I drove
2: up here and we're we got to take a couple hours off his trip and he found this cool caboose. Uh, and it is amazing. It's, it's just, and the motif is all train oriented and, uh, it's got trains in it. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty cool. And, uh, and it's literally, with the weather we're having, it's cool. So it's, uh, it's a hundred degrees outside, <laughs> so 65 or 70 inside. We're, we're running the little air as hard as she'll go. So. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, in the roastery the other night, I had the air conditioner running all night long, and I started roasting at 5. Uh, I had the, uh, roast, the air conditioner setting on like 68 all night long. because I knew as soon as I started roasting. And uh, it's all I could do to keep it at 88 degrees while I was roasting. It just, it just gets hot. And so it's, um, it's, it's nice to not have – I love my customers, and I hope you guys keep coming in. But it's nice to have a day when there's just nothing nothing to happen. I could drink my little coffee coffee cup, and that's sort of a running joke. If I ever turn on uh, Prime video or something and sit down and watch a video in the roastery, my wife walks in. It feels like I've been doing that all day. Uh, but if I ever make a good cup of coffee and I'm like, man, this one really came out well, and I, as soon as my butt hits the chair, a customer walks in the <laughs> and, and I can drink good coffee, bad coffee, great coffee but I, I have to have hot coffee. If it's not hot, then that's, that's where my snootiness comes in. Uh, <laughs>
0: uh, Mike, if you would just put in the comments, man, I see you're watching Michael Peterson, one of my white label customers. Um, and uh, how the, vo- how our volume is. Cause uh, we were pegging out earlier. And now we're just barely hitting two green bars. So I just want to see if we need to move our mics closer to us or uh, how the volume sounds. But Michael Peterson was a, uh, contestant on Forged in Fire and uh does some incredible I, I I wish I had some of uh his work with me but I don't um but uh he's uh definitely one of our our newer customers and uh I just want to make sure that uh any, or anybody else who's listening uh you can you can drop a comment in there and tell us um uh, I think we're streaming across four platforms and then I just shared it over to Legacy Farms Coffee too so um, hopefully we'll get some people watching over there and then of course we'll record everything and and you'll be able to um to listen to it on all the places that we have our podcast on I think Ashley is everywhere we are except I think you're still waiting for Apple
2: yeah uh, Yeah.
0: Apple was always they they were the hardest ones for me also the volume is great okay
2: I'm not on TikTok. As soon as my my two piece bikini that's flattering comes in, <laughs> it seems like everybody on TikTok's in a bikini. So, but no, uh, we need to get us some knives made um, with the coffee chair. I had a guy make me ink pens uh, a couple years ago out of uh, some coffee chair uh, coffee uh, trunks. Oh, the
0: the tree itself. Yeah,
2: I want, and I've got enough wood. I think we could make four knives. Uh, we get us a, get him to make us a couple of knives with this coffee handles on them. Yeah.
0: Pretty cool. He's uh, I actually sent Mike some, uh, some beans from back when I was roasting with the barbecue pit that didn't come out right. And I vacuum sealed them. And then I, and then I sent those to Mike. And so uh, there, there may or uh, may or may not be something in the works uh, for a uh, knife with coffee bean uh, hand, handle scale is,
3: Maybe scales. Epoxy,
2: yeah, he's going to make up. Awesome I think
0: that's what he's doing with the epoxy. Yeah, that group I, would feel good. Yeah, I think it would look pretty awesome. Uh, and then the fact that we're coffee guys, well, you know, it just it just helps out much more. I'm trying to look because I'm seeing people that are comments and I don't want to miss them. So I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just uh, we've we've shared this to so many places. And I just want to make sure that um, that I've got them all that I'm looking at them because uh two comments okay and michael is very low oh ashley ashley's low he's low turn the one on the left all the way up there you go
2: and i could set a little closer also
0: yeah yeah mine is closer to me than than his is to him and uh hey frank um, how's the volume, Frank? Say something, Ashley.
2: Can you hear me now?
0: <laughs> we just uh, want to make sure. Thanks, George, uh, for the uh, for that comment. There, we're, we're just trying to get this. Uh, this is definitely impromptu. You know, it's not uh, the the normal studio that we're both used to uh, using, uh, and so uh, we're just trying to uh, we're just trying to uh, make it work. And uh, make take advantage of the fact that that we get to hang out for a little while and not uh, it's like you said earlier we're usually just you know so in and out and uh, okay good thanks Frank and so uh, you know we're just usually fl- blowing and going and, and it's hard to uh, to sit down and and uh, you know take some time and and just visit and <clears throat> talk coffee. And uh, I think y'all might have seen the meme I put up uh, a few weeks ago about the uh, two tip jars. One was a cursed jar, cussing jar, and the other one was telling people about coffee when they didn't ask. And uh, the uh, cussing jar had a a couple of pennies and nickels in the bottom of it. And telling people about coffee when they didn't ask had a whole bunch of hundred dollar bills in it. And so (laughs) that's both of us. Because if you give us five minutes, we'll talk your ear off about coffee. And, uh, and I, I, I tell you what, we're going to do some stuff. Ash and I have been talking since we got here and, and just catching up. And, and uh, occasionally he has people that go down to the farm in Honduras uh, to do projects. And so they've built this beautiful building that we've you know, been really blessed to, to just be a tiny little part of that we've been able to donate to. Uh, and we want to we wanna do something where we get some, a group together to go down. And I think we talked about February Uh, and, you know, we want to raise some money and we go down there and do some work uh, that helps the mission. So Ashley doesn't just sell coffee, the coffee is the profit side, but tell us a little bit about LF missions and what, what you're doing down there in the community.
2: Well, we started out fairly small uh, when we first started the farm Uh, before the reason we bought a farm, uh, there's a, on my website, Uh, the LegacyFarmsCoffee.com, there's a story called Accidental Coffee Farmer. And we were actually buying land so that we could build a house with a little bit, with a garden and a little bit of land to buy a pig or a cow or something. Uh, So we started out doing that just once a year. But once we moved there, uh, we realized that rather than build one person a nice house, you could repair 20 or 30 houses and and get them Terry and things like that. So... uh, You know, just being at Santos's house, uh, which Jose sells a a lot of Santos's coffee. Well, it sells all of Santos's coffee. Uh, He buys the farm up every year. And so, um, you know, one day I'm just looking around and, uh, you know, I'm like, where's your shower at? And he's like, well, we don't really have a shower. We have, you know, we've got the toilet and that's really all you need. Uh, And I'm like, well, you got three women in the house. I I would think, you know, it might be might be time to get a shower. Um, and so I didn't have time to build it, but you know, he's perfectly able to build it. So we just brought out sand, concrete blocks, and uh, cement and everything he needed, uh, and he built it himself. So just doing those little projects, we started out. Then we, uh, my wife spent on me for years to do a library, and it just wasn't feasible to do it on the farm. Uh, everybody had to walk in there too far. We didn't have a lot of flat land. So we, just finally cleared a piece of land up on the, on the main road, uh, and just started building. And one thing led to another, it started out being a library. And then we made a a building that was going to be a children's church. But after we hit about 30 kids, a lot of the kids, their parents were bringing them to church. And so they got to asking, you know, can we come to it too? So then the preacher, he preaches at two different churches. And so he said, well, I'll find some elders and deacons for my church bring them with me, and so they broke into a a kid's classroom and an adult, and then we got more kids, and they broke into uh, a young kid's, uh, you know, second level of kids, and then adults, so now we're at the point where we're building another classroom for the kids, so the kids take over the library on Sunday, and then with this new classroom, uh, we're going to put the little kids away from the church, because they're extremely loud, Uh, the older I get, I think the louder they get. (laughs) <laughs> but uh now we've just built a little room i've got a dental chair i haven't finished everything but we did our first dental clinic for me my passion more is the dental uh, it seems like it's the most painful of things that uh, that you can not afford and so we're hoping to get uh, we're going to start out with a dentist coming one day a month right now we'll start out doing that and they'll just do cleanings and starting a file on these kids what we've done in the past is if if somebody needs something done, we just send them to a dentist and pay for it. So now hopefully we can have a dentist come out for a day a month. And then by the end of the year, we're hoping that works into two or three days where she can stay. And, uh, the new children's classroom is going to have a miniature apartment. So it'll be, you know, you can just easily convert it. So it'll have a mini fridge and a bathroom and a shower. And so she'll be able to stay for a couple of days, and then she'll do cleanings and evaluations, and then people come back over the next two days, get their teeth fixed or pulled, or you know, just according to what condition they're in. And then a couple of times a year, we have a medical and pharmacy come out uh, and see, generally see 120 to 130 people in a day, and they all get medicines. Uh, and so something like that can be done for for about two thousand dollars. We'll pay for the doctors, the nurses the support staff, the trip out to the farm and medicine for 120 to 130 people. Uh, So that's, that's pretty cheap in the grand scheme of things. Uh, It's just in my mind, that's, I can't do the math right now. (laughs) Let's say really cheap. The dental stuff is a little more expensive because uh, that's just a more expensive thing to do. The amalgam and all those, you know, the filling stuff and uh, the shots are fairly expensive. But uh, I've got my sterilizing thing fixed. We got one of those, but it was broken. So the timer doesn't work. So somebody has to sit by (laughs) it and shut it off for every many minutes. Otherwise, it just keeps getting hotter and hotter. And uh, But the dental chair, for the most part, everything works on that. Uh, And I've got almost all the pieces that we need. Right now, the dentist brings her own equipment. But by the end of the year, we'll be doing fillings and, you know, I like to repair the teeth uh, if at all possible, <laughs> especially on the older kids.
0: Yeah. you know. I want to but, shout out real quick. I don't mean to interrupt you, but uh, John Mitten, one of my pastors and one of my mentors uh, watching and uh, just been a great influence and a great friend. Uh, been on the podcast several times. You might have seen him. Uh, he's definitely a repeat offender. He will continue to be a repeat offender. But uh, anyway, uh, back to what we're talking about. And I, like I said, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just, I wanted to shout out to John. Uh, He's, he's watching live. Now we're, I've shared this to everything. I've shared it to your page. I've shared it to all of my pages. I've shared it to the uh, Patriot owned business page out of Dallas. I've shared it to uh, uh, Ashley's legacy farms page. So if you're watching and definitely if you're on legacy farms or one of those uh, share that, you know, share that out again. And um, the work that Ashley's been doing in Honduras is just, absolutely amazing kind. I got to go and see firsthand. And, and, um, I, I just, I don't know
2: how you even get started with that kind of thing, but didn't
0: you and Julia meet while y'all were
2: yeah. Separately down there. That's where she, uh, right up the road is Oklahoma Christian university. She was going to Oklahoma Christian, uh, and getting her four year or getting her masters. I'm not sure which, uh, and she was on a mission trip to Honduras and she was down there for a year. And so I came in with a friend of mine who's an eye doctor and he and I were putting on an eye clinic in Tegucigalpa. Uh, So it was all at a four year Bible college. And so we just, that's where we sort of met. Uh, And we, I was there for like 10 days, maybe. Uh, And then once I went back, she stayed. And then I, I popped back pretty quick. She went home for Christmas. I drove up to Kansas to meet her and, you know, spend some time with her and we just sort of went back and forth a few times. And probably a year and a half later, we got married and um, we've been back and forth to Honduras a few times together. And then in 2014, I moved her and my two sons to Honduras and we moved there full time. And we were there from 2014 until a little, you know, right around COVID. When COVID hit pretty hard, we, we came back to the States until they opened the borders again. So it's... uh it's been a crazy ride
0: where exactly is John's asking where the
2: farm is. Uh, if you go on like Google maps, go to the satellite maps. If you put in legacy farms, coffee, Sara Bueno is C E R R O B U E N O. It's Sara Bueno, Honduras. It'll bring you right to the farm and you'll see this big farm and you'll see a small concrete building in the center. And then uh, you'll see our drying patios actually have coffee and people on them on the satellite image, but we're sort of in the Western central, Western part of Honduras. We border El Salvador, uh, you know, real close to where we're we're at is uh, one of the entrances to El Salvador.
0: Now John says that their church uh,
2: is probably going to start
0: working in Honduras uh, as well. And so, you know, John, if you ever want uh, Ashley to come talk to you guys, uh, obviously, they've got a bunch of infrastructure already in place on the ground. Uh, they built the church last year, right? We started building it.
2: Oh, it's almost been two years since we started. He started yeah. two
0: years ago. Uh, and when we were there, it was just a uh, the retaining wall was done, and the foundation they were working on, I think they had block up already. or no, it wasn't. It was just flat because you had the uh, they were just doing the retaining wall. And so uh, now it's a building that they're using. And they've got a pastor that comes in.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He comes in every Sunday and then he comes. Uh, he does to home study two nights a week. And so, yeah, it's, and that's really taken off. We built a baptismal because he said, yeah, he's been baptizing them in the water tank that we built for clean water storage. <laughs> and so we just haven't advertised that a lot. And so, and I didn't, I didn't tell anybody in the house about it either. But, um, but when you know, when they come out, they're pure you know, they've been washed clean. So all of that goes down to our house, you
0: know, So, John, if you want to reach out, uh, please. I mean, Ashley and I talk on a weekly basis and, uh, and he's got a great uh, system set up and, you know, if that's what y'all are interested in, but he, he can go to the church to your church and, and, and talk all about what they're doing down there. And uh, it's just an incredible, um, you know, I've, been many places, but i never been to a third world country before until we went to visit Ashley uh, down in Honduras the first time. And, and it was eye open. I mean, he, a lot of these people have a hole in the ground for a bathroom inside their hut. Uh, they didn't have uh, they all use adobe stoves, basically like an adobe stove. And one of the missions that Ashley started was putting the pipe, an exhaust pipe out of the building, out of the little hut the mud hut. Cause all of that soot was just staying. And a lot of the kids were having, what is upper,
2: the hip? upper respiratory effect infections.
0: So that's one of the missions that he does also. they And you can drive around, you know, and you'll see all these orange stack pipes and those are the ones, you know, that they've, you know, put in, uh, to help, you know, get that dirty air out of the little. And one of the other things, and I, when I first met Ashley, he's like, oh, we're going to go do some mission work. and I'm like, great. He's like, we're going to go put electricity in this house. And I'm like, I couldn't understand how that would help somebody, you know, and I didn't see it as missionary work. I, I was like, well, it's kind of weird, but Hey, you know, whatever. But then when you get there and you go to somebody's house and the whole house is made out of mud and sticks and, you know, the kids can't read after dark because there's no light in the house and they don't have any, you know, it, when you put power in somebody's house, it's a big deal. It's a huge deal and so um you know that's to see those people how excited they get about being able to turn a light on after dark uh some of those huts have been there for who knows generation yeah, generation yeah and they've never had you know electricity and they've never had the the their sewer you know they fill the hole up and then they bucket it out and throw it down the side of the mountain and so that's one of the other things that actually helped some of them do is you know show them how to how to get it out of their house and, uh, it's just, let's see what else they said. Got to go look, uh, when we're talking about, uh, we let a young lady to the Lord in Honduras. Wow. All right. Mainland Honduras to share with her village. Uh, we're looking to go to her village.
2: Awesome. And, uh, yeah. If you know what the name of that town is, let me know. But even for, if you think about it as, yeah, we put electricity in her house. It was that time that we got to be there with her and and people ask why you're doing it and that's that question you hope for and then you can say you know it says go into the world and preach the gospel you can't preach it if you can't get somebody's attention and respect and and be on that level and i think it took us half a day and we wired the whole house because it was just tiny and put in a breaker box and everything and from that point then you've got a chance of getting them to maybe come to your church or maybe having their kids come to library and you got a few minutes to say, and you know, a lot of kids didn't want to come to the library because they're like, well, that's just like school. They make us read books in school. I said, yeah, but you're going to get to read any book you want to, and you get to quit when you want to. And if it's not exciting, you get to go change and get another book. And you know, there's just a lot more to it than everybody gets this book and you have to study and give me a report on it. No, you just read till you feel like quit reading. And then, and, but from that, you know we had so much pressure to get the church started and you know and they're, well, how many baptisms did you do this month and i'm like none you know i did zero yeah. and um and so i i just said you know we're not going to have the we're not going to focus on the church we're going to focus on the library we're going to do kids fun days we're going to do community projects where they come in and just play games and drink pepsi and and from that then that church just came on its own uh, the, and once the kids get to know us and, and get confidence in us and w- where they could talk to us and things like that. And, and then you can get them to you know, say, listen, we got a preacher coming by and we're going to, you know, we're going to have like a little church service and sing songs and, you know, and play some games afterwards, maybe. And and then you know, next thing you know, you've got you know a dozen kids showing up. And on fun days, one day we had one hundred and twelve kids show up. Whoa. Uh, we invited 30 kids from the neighborhood. One hundred twelve showed up. I I gave my cell phone to Santos and I said, tell your (laughs) wife, call your wife, tell her to call every wife she knows and we'll pay them whatever they want to get here right now because I got two kids. That's all I need. I, I cannot do. I don't know what to do with 112. And so I went down to the house and got every game, every deck of cards, every puzzle and just as fast as I could get them back up there. And I went and bought 16 three liter Pepsi's. (laughs) <laughs> and I think we bought, Eli and I went and got 200 bags of potato chips. And I'm like, well, that's my ministry right there. I
0: just want to clarify this <laughs> so y'all understand what he's talking about. They don't buy Pepsi over there because they don't have the money for soft drinks or potato chips or anything. You know, the average family of four or five makes about $1,400 a year. Um, and so it's a real treat for them to have. You know some soda pop and actually actually you know keeps it there uh in where the ladies uh, sort the coffee and stuff and and you know he, he, i guess you use it as a prize too don't you yeah we do it as a prize uh, uh, yeah for a bottle uh john is saying that this little girl is from san pedro sula
2: no it's too hot you can't do the lord's work there <laughs> it, it, it is too hot Oh my goodness! It's hot there, and you never—you're always—you never, always, uh, never want to be. You always want to be first at the red light because that's the most one of the most dangerous cities in the world. Is it really? And they come up, and uh, it, they're known for shooting you at the at the red light and taking your car. Oh my! And goodness. so nobody will—they'll just drive right on through the red light, and the next guy comes up and he drives. Nobody's going to—is that where you like got light. attacked? No, we got or, attacked in San Pedro, uh, in uh, Tegosagapa, and oh. then again in uh, La Paz, and then one time in Seva. La <laughs> <laughs> so, which Ceiba. That's my it's question. It's
0: not safe doing God's work, but, but it's fulfilling. And, and I know that, you know, first, when Connie and I went down there and you see the people and you start interacting with them. And uh, it was funny because when I was, you know, my Spanish is pretty terrible. Uh, I didn't realize how much I remembered because I started talking to uh, to Anna because Connie wanted to give her this hair clip. And I just started talking to her. And Connie says, I, I think I just witnessed you speaking in tongues because I've never heard you speak Spanish. <laughs>
2: and so... But you did we, really well because you never mentioned you spoke any Spanish. Yeah.
0: And so, but I grew up around it. And so uh, we, uh, you know, to go and just interact. And like Santos... You know, he's worked for Ashley for many years. My and, first worker. Yeah, and I went down there and told you know we said Ashley, let's make a deal. Let's pay for this. Let's buy all his coffee. And he didn't understand why somebody would want to do that because they're not used to anybody, you know,
2: not helping them. No, not not unless helping there's him. something in it for you.
0: Yeah, and and he couldn't understand like, but he doesn't know me. And he goes, well, he don't care. He wants to buy all your coffee, you know. And so we've been very blessed. Over the last several years that, you know, and and I'm, I'll be brutally honest with you conversations that we have all the time. You know, the business is taking care of itself. It's not growing right now. We've got some things that we're trying to do. Uh, I've had a lot of health issues this year. And so what we're trying to do is get a truck on the road, coffee truck, and we're going to pay somebody uh, to operate that part time for us uh, so that I don't have to worry about it, because uh, one, I've got to get my health back on track. And and then I've got to get my my job sorted and make sure that that's all uh, secure and that I'm good, uh, so that we can continue to set the business up as you know as a retirement plan. Because I would love to just go uh, talk to people about coffee all day. I'm not there yet, but uh, you know we're working on that. But part of the whole thing, and Connie says it all the time, and when we put stuff on on our Facebook on our you know our website and all that stuff, we made it very clear that it was. What I started to do was never intended to be a business. We intended to share the gospel of Christ. That's our number one priority. And that was blessed with Ashley. And that's a that's a podcast for another day, but the way we met was divine appointment, plain and simple. The
2: whole podcast by itself.
0: The whole just, just Yeah, that, the whole podcast could be how we met and even though he's never roasted on a barbecue pit He was able to help me dial in my my roast when we were doing that back in that day. And and now that we've got the machine, uh, of course, you know, that was a transition. But, you know, at some point, Ashley said, I don't I don't know what you're doing, but I've been led to help you with whatever you're doing. And it's you know, we're sharing the gospel, but God gets blesses us with great coffee, something that we both love. And so um, it's, it was you know it was just a bonus that uh, that we get to do the coffee uh, but it's just been been absolutely amazing. Get with me okay, absolutely.
2: Well just for the who is it that's in San Pedro Sula uh, in, uh... So uh, John and his wife recently went on vacation in Honduras. All right.
0: and they met a girl and she came she prayed to have to receive the Lord. And now they want to work with her uh, in that area. And so John said to get with him when I get back and uh, maybe we can, you know, who knows? I mean, who knows what? There's nothing by chance. Nothing happens by chance.
2: But it never gets above 89 where we live and it never gets oh, below 55. And so
0: it's beautiful. It's in the mountains. Uh, the weather was amazing. Unfortunately, when we went, everything was in bloom and it just about killed Connie's, uh, yeah. uh, allergies. And so she was, she was suffering the three or four days that we went. Uh, I wasn't obviously.
2: We seemed to do okay. We did fine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We <laughs> had fun. And, and Connie did too. She really
2: enjoyed. She's a trooper. Yeah. She is. a lot of the food wasn't perfect. And so, yeah.
0: And so she was, of course, that's one of the things now that we, that we understand and, and that we've, uh, we've been able to, uh, to fix you know as far as as what we're eating uh you know i didn't have so much that with that kind of issues but i had other stuff going on still do so keep me in prayer uh for my health issues hopefully we'll get those sorted out by next month and, and i get back on you know to getting healthy again and and, uh, and moving forward because we're, we're trying to go back in february and so uh february is when it would be three years since we planted Santos, or two years,
2: that'll be—I think that'll be his third year. Third we year, we planted mature plants, and you have in, in the truck right now is some of that coffee that you planted. Tell her. Those oh,
0: con tell Connie. It was because of unconfessed sin. You know what, John? Yeah. You call Connie and tell her that. I'm <laughs> not telling her that. <laughs>
2: But she was a trooper, and we and I tortured her a little bit. And the day we, I told her we were going to pick that guy up. Yeah,
0: she freaked, she freaked out.
2: You know, ask her about the hitchhiker that she wanted us to pick up. Yeah. But no, the uh, one of the things we're doing, even in the kids' library, uh, we're trying to th- think of the future when groups are wanting to come. Because in years past, people want to come out the farm and we weren't set up. But like in the kids' library – every six feet from the wall is a chain. And so with those chains, we can hang a hammock and then put a military cot between it. So there's a place for everybody to sleep. All the bathrooms are set up with a shower inside of them. And so just on that project, there are, uh, there's three bathrooms and three showers. Uh, and so we can, you know, and two of those have hot water in them. Uh, the other ones for Jose but that is so, I mean, when people <laughs> yeah. come, we can sleep, you know, 20 to 30 people and it's not, you know, five-star hotel, but it's going to be a decent place to sleep. And then all the coffee you can drink. Uh, and the important thing is we're out there just letting another culture get to know us and, and hoping they'll ask that question. Why are you here? And things like that. It is a predominantly Catholic uh, community, but it's probably, it's the most open place I've ever been to, to And it's a very, and I'm not trying to beat up on any, it's a very washed down Catholic. Uh, It's, it's, it would be closer to, it's it's half and half Catholic Christian. It's sort of in between those. Uh, They do a lot of the Catholic things, but when it comes to practical stuff like birth control, they gave them permission to use birth control, you know, because it's, it's practical to do that there. You don't need to have 12 kids when you can't feed them. And the fathers and the Cardinals and all that, you know, Realize that, and and so give him permission to do that. But it's uh, even even Bahidio came one weekend and got a Bible, and he's every time the doors open at his Catholic church, he's there. Uh, but then he read the entire New Testament in the weekend and came back Monday asking me questions about it. <laughs> and awesome. so, and I've never done that, you know, yeah. you just just sit the whole weekend and read the Bible, uh, but. You know he wanted to learn about it and so it's it opens a lot of doors and when you come you, know, you may not be a lot of baptisms but we've i've been with groups before and they had the baptisms then we go back to state and there's no infrastructure set up to go back and visit and so our guy we just pay him to come out on sunday and then he got some more support on his own so that he could afford to come back tuesday and thursday and so he does a bible study and then one day he does he just goes and meets new people one day and the other day he does Bible studies with the different families that have been baptized and so I think this year he's baptized maybe nine or ten people but he won't baptize somebody on the first day he's going to study with them a couple times make sure they know not only what they're getting into but what God expects of them once they do that make that commitment uh, and so I think that's a big, a big part of it. And I really appreciate that guy. And then in last month he told us, he said, I've got some more support or no, a couple months ago. And he said, I don't need a paycheck from you guys anymore. And so he said, you know, that money that you're paying me, we'll, we'll figure out what to do with it. And wow. so I'm not real sure what they do with it, but, you know, starting to buy durable Bibles and durable, uh, you know, like hardback Bibles, uh, to leave there. Yeah. You know, we don't even have pews yet. We're working on getting pews. I haven't finished all the, all the wiring is hodgepodge and very sketchy. And, uh, so, you know, we're, we're still not completely finished, but it's like with the library, the goal was to get a thousand books. But I said, you know, we get 500 books. We're going to open the library. And, and I'm sitting there and we're doing, putting the roof on and people are asking about it. And, and I'm sitting there with a hundred and it was 179 books I had in the house. And so, Let's just go and open the library. I got thinking if 179 people show up and they all read one book a day. That's 179 days before we have to buy another book. Yeah. So I said, let's open it up. And as soon as we did that, you know, it wasn't a month and we were starting to do some Bible studies. And then within three months after that, there was a full blown kids church. And, and that's what my focus was on the kids, uh, giving them a safe place to play. They can go and study the Bible. They can, half the books we have in the library are Christian-oriented. You know, they're going to be books that you've heard of. And then we've got The Magic School Bus, Boxcar Kids. There you know, a lot of books that my kids love to read. And I'll let them help make the list. i said, well, if it keeps their attention, maybe it'll keep somebody else's. But I've been surprised how many uh, adults will come and read a Boxcar Kid book. Oh wow! You know, and just because they're interesting, and I've had Eli read them to me, you know, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to read to you. You read to me, you know. Uh, and they're, you know, they're very interesting books. And uh, when you were little and you learn how to read, <laughs> Eli's questioning me. we I'm
0: laughing because uh, Rhonda, our friend Rhonda Gonzalez, uh, for, shout out to Joe Alanis and uh, Rhonda. She's watching a few other people, but Rhonda asked, uh, "Tell me who again? It was that was unconfessed sin." What did I miss? And
2: uh, <laughs> <was> his wife,
0: <laughs> John, was uh, making a funny, and he told me to tell Connie that it, that she was sick in Honduras because of unconfessed sin. And I told him that I was not telling Connie that. That he could, he was more than welcome to call her and tell
3: her himself.
0: <laughs> and uh, I know better than that, but uh, you know it. it you know, you can listen to either one of us for just a little while. Hey, Robert brazard how you doing brother? I hope you're feeling better. Um, we, uh, you know, it's always God first with us. I mean, always. And, um, and you know, you see my shirts, they say, God, country coffee. And, um, uh, we, we've got new coffee mugs that say, uh, uh, I need more coffee for people that need more Jesus. And, uh, and so, uh, if you've never done that kind of work, I mean, I know, you know, I, there's a bunch of people on here that as a group, we went down to the Valley and we did some work down there and, and we reached some people and it's a first time I'd ever seen anything like it. Cause would never been around, um, that sort of thing. You know, I grew up Catholic and, and I didn't do any mission trips growing up and I didn't know anything about that. Um, and I didn't, I never really, you know, you, you're so, um, uh, our country, we're so narrow minded. we just, you know, we can see down in front of our nose and that's it. And unless you've been in a situation where you've been somewhere and you really, you really see the poverty and you see the lack of sanitation and you see, uh, the lack of Jesus, uh, being taught anywhere. Uh, those are such massive things that I couldn't wrap my head around until we went to Honduras. And I was like, I just don't understand how, how have these people, I, I know John, John is actually, they they were, when I met John, they were on vacation here in the States from their mission post in Madagascar. And so John learned how to speak Malagasy so he could share the gospel. And mm-hmm. yeah, you should hear him when he starts. It's, it's insane. And, um, and anyway, they've got a guy that, that uh, Radu that, that, you know, came to Christ and now he's sharing the gospel down there in his communities. And that's what Ashley's doing in the, in the Honduras in the mountains. And, uh, it's just so amazing when you see, you know, just on a basic level, even if they don't understand, we understand the sanitation part. So when you teach somebody how to make a little trench going outside and make a cesspool cess tank or some sort of a makeshift septic where that stuff is not inside the home with them, uh, to me, that just resonates. It's like, you're not just doing something good for somebody, you're changing their life, you know, you're changing their health. Uh, And then, you know, like Ashley said, if they ask you, why are you doing this? Then you get to, by the way, here, let me show you, you know, this is what God calls us to do. And and this is how we do it. And so uh, we were just all on board from day one when we you know, even before we went down there, we were already on board. And if y'all know all my coffees, my all my medium roast is named Isaiah 52.7. And, and that's the one that talks about being the hands and feet of Jesus. And we named that coffee after Ashley because we feel after we met them and after we met his family and what they're doing in that community, that they're literally acting as the hands and feet of Jesus down there. And so that's why. You know, and I've had people that have condemned me for using scripture on my coffee. That's mm-hmm. never going to change. And and our medium roast is always going to be named Isaiah 52, 7. You know, after that particular fact, Radu has gone from two pastors before he got to Madagascar. Well, now they have 300 pastors and Timothy is their last training in their last training wow, so they've really yeah. exploded. Uh, and I think you're probably going to see the same results long-term, you know, in the mountain region. Uh, you know, because they, they need hope.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it's they're very patient people. Everything there is, you know, wait, wait, wait. And so they're patient and they're uh, very respectful and they're open to learning things and and they'll sit and listen to you. Um, you know, I, I, if I were to have to door knock in the States, that would be like pulling teeth, pulling <laughs> my own teeth. Yes. But to go to somebody's house there and sit down and talk to them, um, it just seems very easy. Uh, I think most people here in the United States, if they're home on a Saturday, they're gonna do some yard work and then wanna be left alone a lot. You know, that's probably most people's Saturdays. Uh you know, they work Monday through Saturday. That's That's their work week is six days. So you go by there on a Sunday, that's their one day off. Uh, And then they invite you to come to their house and they bring you coffee and bring you some bread or some kind of hard little cookie. And and you can sit there with them. I very seldom will will really go into depth about, uh, I speak pretty good Spanish, but when it comes to salvation issues, uh, I'm going to have a preacher with me. And that college will send preachers out. You know, if we ever need preachers, they'll send them out to us. And, and have somebody speak to them from their own country in their native tongue. Uh, that's one thing I don't want to make a mistake on. I can screw up a batch of coffee and it's not the end of the world, but I, I want somebody that's been trained. Uh, these, these students, once they've graduated, they spent four years just studying the Bible. And so that's, that's their passion and that's what they're, and they know it's a job that's never going to make them a lot of money. Right. Because you know, they're going to leave that college and go back into their own home You know wherever they're from and it's central america cuba venezuela there's from all every country has been represented central south america Uh, but lots of people from the ca5 which is costa rica el salvador guatemala honduras and nicaragua and so from those five countries you know anywhere we go we know preachers in in some of those towns but they just do an incredible work and they're dedicated and they're passionate about it and uh, and they've learned how to do it to to build a church it's just they're trained to build the church and to make it strong and to make it solid and to not veer from the bible and not to be of the world and not to bend the church just to get new people in uh, so i've seen a lot of solid churches So, but yeah we're, we're already talking with the preacher about <clears throat> sort of where he thinks we ought to go next because he's walked People will walk for maybe two miles, three miles. So you could have a church every five miles, every seven miles, something like that. So we're already sort of talking about where the next one he thinks should go in. And we get this one finished up, hopefully by the middle of next year. <clears throat> like it'll be painted and everything will be finished. Uh, then what we'll to, we'll to think about that? happen. Uh, I want to get my dental clinic going before we start doing another church. And and any of those things help bring people in <clears throat> and you've got them sitting there waiting to go to the dentist office. There's generally a preacher there either singing songs with them, or there's the the women that are sitting around doing VBS and coloring books with them. And, you know, they've got so many different options to talk to them about the Bible. So it's, uh it's just so many different directions that you can, you can bring in and, and, uh, and talk to them and, and witness to them and things like that. Uh, and my, <clears throat> my ability is not the preaching and all that evangelizing. Mine's getting it all put together and putting the right people with the right people. Uh, and so I enjoy doing that. I think that's more my calling than, than, than preaching. I yeah. sure, uh, I've had to preach a couple of times. And, <laughs> and generally, it's like, hey, get up and talk. It's not, you know, <laughs> prepare something I'll see you Thursday. It's, you know, throw you in the fire kind of thing. Uh, and I sort of probably enjoy that more. If I have to think about it for a week, I'd probably say no.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: but when you say I was in the men's prison, he's like, Oh, and you're you're going to preach. And I'm like, When? He's like, As soon as that guy gets through singing the song. I'm like, Well, that's awesome. Let's just <laughs> let's rock and roll. And I, guys, uh, I don't even have my Bible. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in a prison. I didn't bring my Bible. I brought Jesus. my pocket knife. Yeah, right. Thick. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, body armor john uh said uh he's gonna bounce but he said for us to get a hold of him and we'll set up a meeting and get on the phone and talk about you know how we can how we can share the gospel down there because i mean you know you i said john he's already got everything set up in that area you know uh with all the connections to the right people and you know i i my spanish has gotten better since the first time we went down there because i knew that after three years we were going to go back for the harvest and I thought what a great story. Somebody who didn't know me, doesn't know why we're helping, but we were able to plant this little piece of land that he got. And if you could not just harvest coffee, but if you can, you know, somehow have a hand in in sharing the gospel, uh, to me that's like full circle, you know, because that's what that's that's what God that's what we're supposed to be doing for God. You know, the coffee's extra. It's yeah. fun that he lets us do, but um, having a platform to be able to talk about Christ and, you know, I bought a, I bought a Bible in Spanish and I read it so, and I, and I got my book. And so I compare, you know, when I don't understand stuff because not everything translates,
2: you know, the way, oh, definitely not.
0: you know, it's so, uh, but that's like you said too, I don't want to be in a situation where I have an opportunity, uh, to, um, uh, planting seeds and harvesting souls. Yes, sir. Uh, I want to be able to if I'm in a situation where I have an opportunity to share, uh, I want to make sure that the right words come out. Just like you said, you know, I certainly don't want to mess that up because uh, we all know uh, in, in a country where we all understand each other, plain English. Uh, it doesn't take much to, to, to say something that rubs somebody wrong and then they don't ever want to hear about it again. And uh, much less a country where there is a language barrier between me and them. And I certainly don't want to mess that up. So um, that's definitely something that I'm working on, you know, my Spanish before we go back. And and so but, uh, John, I appreciate you. And I I know that there's something beautiful that we can do together. Uh, Like I said, we've we've been down there. Connie and I, you know, been to Ashley's farm. We've been to the where they built the church. And and uh, after this is over, I'll I'll put a bunch of links to when I when I share this. you know, there's a lot of pictures that Ashley's been taking from the very beginning, uh, and I've got a lot of them. He's got a lot of them on on Legacy Farms Coffee uh, Facebook page and Instagram, and so you can go uh, to Legacy Farms Coffee on Facebook and you can look at some of the the building transition as a, as it's been being turned in from a from a side of a mountain into a foundation into a church, uh, and then he's got some great pictures of the church area full of children and somebody reading the Bible to them. And so, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's just, it doesn't get any better than that when you surrender your life and you're called to, to share the gospel. And so, um, it's just been, so what are they saying here? People in our world today want things to help talk about. That's right. Coffee. Yeah. You have to have a hook almost. Uh, and, uh, That's, that's correct, Ron. Absolutely. And they have that in place already. So, you know, it's just, it's just uh, getting support is one of the biggest things because um, there are so much expense. And, you know, Ashley puts a lot of his money, even uh, personal stuff that just goes back into the farm back into the church. And, and we do the same thing, you know, We, we donate money. We try to donate to ask as much as we can. We donate uh, to a couple of veterans groups as well. Uh, you know, sometimes I can't help people that ask me uh, for help this year. We weren't able to do EOD, but last year we did uh, a lot of stuff for EOD Warrior Foundation. And, and so uh, even though it's something that we don't like to talk about, money is a big part of how you continue to do mission. And so if, if you pay all the bills for the month, And you have ten dollars left you're not going to do much mission with ten bucks and so uh you know it's it's uh, one of those things that's an uphill battle and a struggle um where you're constantly trying to raise money and and you know people see you coming after a while (laughs) you know they they do they're like oh what do you want this guy wants money don't answer the phone call don't answer his messages uh don't look at his facebook because he's asking for money you know, but it's not like I'm lining my pockets, you know, I mean, we we uh, we I, I know Ashley, we know each other pretty well. We we've, we've been to their home here in Kansas and he's been to our home in Sagina. And, you know, we're not wealthy people, but uh, we're willing to give what we do have, uh, you know, to further God's kingdom. And, and that's, uh, you know, I, I think that's why we get along so well, because we're so like minded um, and because that's all that really matters, you know, at the end of the day. I don't want to get to heaven's gates. We just, we just did heaven's gates, hell's fire at church. I don't want to get to the gates of heaven and and be asked, you know, man, I, I gave you all this stuff to share my message, and why didn't you, you know, why did you go buy that new car and why did you take all those vacations instead of, you know, uh, spending some time with me and with my people. And I don't want to have to answer that question, and I don't actually didn't want to do it either. So uh, we just want to do as much as we can to to further that. And the bonus is, it's amazing
2: coffee. And and, you know, and I hate to, I never call myself a missionary because I feel like I have too much fun when I go down (laughs) there. It's you know, I enjoy being there. I I consider that my home. We built that back in twenty fourteen. That's a little 900 square foot house. But uh, somebody asked Eli when he came back from COVID. And they said, they said, uh, you enjoy being home. And he, he's like, well, my home is in Honduras. <laughs> he spent more than half his life there. And so, uh, you know, that's it was just a different way of thinking about it. And once that becomes your home, then they become more your people. But something, what do you call the Santos coffee? You call it the I call time? it Pinca Santos. Pinca Santos. Did you invite Bill? Oh, Bill always hops on. Bill's okay. a good guy.
0: Yeah. Here, let me. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring Bill on. He just popped in here. Let's see if uh,
2: we don't have video for you, Bill. But you're on the show. He's not a very attractive man, and so generally I cut the video off.
0: On him, so. <laughs> we'll. Uh, we'll see if he. Uh,
2: Can you hear us, Bill?
0: If he gets his tech squared away.
2: Uh, oh, what I was going to say about Santos. He's muted. Okay. Can you hear us now?
0: You have to unmute yourself, Bill, if you can hear us. Cause, uh, on our side, it's saying that you're muted.
2: Uh, with, uh, Finca Santos, all the money, like he makes a decent salary with us. And then for a couple of years, you bought his coffee and we've been trying to work with him to, to bankroll, you know, to save that, not, uh, not bankroll, but to sit on some of that money. Uh, we helped his wife start a little ho- uh, house in the, uh, it's, it's a little store, but it's like they call them potpourillas in the house. So she's got a little extra money coming in and then she helps for three months during the selecting and then she comes and picks coffee. So they've got a little more income than than a lot of families and he runs the farm. And so he makes, you know, he'll make about twice what a regular worker makes. And then, so in doing that, he's he's, you know, got quite a bit of money in the bank. And so he's been trying to save up for another farm. So our farm bank has helped him finance two farms. And then uh, a couple of times I've just put out on Facebook to, you know, I've got five guys and they need fertilizer and people start throwing in money for fertilizer. And that just makes him that much stronger. But last year uh, his wife decided she wanted to do a home church. And so he took all the money from his last year's crop and went and bought tin and wood. And built this big lean to like 20 by 24 on the side of their house and then bought stumps from some guy that was cutting down big trees and so they just got about 20 of those and pieces of wood and so they got like 20 something people coming to their little 500 dollars church you know where our (laughs) big concrete block church has about the same amount of people but he started and he's in and when he first started doing it he didn't go to church himself he wow. said, well, I used to go to town and do the shopping when she does her church, you know. And there was a preacher that came from another church, but he realized there was people in that area and there wasn't a church. So he found a family that would host them and they sort of, they just sort of hung around her house and uh, she had a little potpourri so they could, you know, buy some drinks and stuff. And they just started doing a church and then he took his own money and built a lean-to. And so now he's actually going to church and uh, we've had to, during harvest time, it's just sort of a draw. Everybody has to take a rotation. Somebody has to work Sunday. And so the Catholics do the, the church in the afternoon and the Christians do church in the morning. So they rotate out and you know, so everybody, so he went from working both shifts cause he didn't go to church. So now he just works the afternoon shift. So he goes to church in the morning and they uh, and once they get done with that, they eat lunch and then he comes into work and does an eight hour shift on Sundays. Well, wow. But it's been, I've seen a big transformation in him uh, and the way he carries himself, uh, it's been a lot different. And some of the things he talks about and the fact that he's at the project a lot of times when we're having events and things like that. Bill, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay, here we go. Yeah. bill is in something, something, Missouri.
1: <laughs> about right, something, something. <laughs>
2: What's the name of your town? It's Mobley. Uh, just
1: north of Columbia.
2: It's Mobley.
1: Yes. Okay. Yep.
2: Okay. I've been Googling you trying to figure out how to get there this last week. <laughs> Bill is a uh, hobby roaster turned home roaster turned. Now he's starting to sell quite a bit of coffee every week. And so uh, we're going to, I guess you'll be getting your first bag of coffee next week or sometime in the near future.
1: Sometime in the near future. I'm excited.
2: And so, uh, yeah, we're excited too. I mean, as excited as you are, I think. <laughs> but, um, you know, he just enjoys coffee and has learned, you know, I guess you've got a couple different brew methods. And so you're doing fresh roast air coffee and you're doing the uh, Be More, uh, the, the sort of a semi drum, like a rotisserie kind of um, a way of roasting coffee. But yeah, you started out sort of selling at work. And so, yeah, it's been still it's my
1: been biggest customer. Is that work? <laughs>
2: So yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to get started and have something actually maybe give you a, little, a few dollars return on something you enjoy doing. That's, uh, that's my goal is stuff. Yeah. Is to,
0: I just don't want to live under the bridge in a cardboard box, but no, no, you know, uh, you know, it's just one of those. We've learned a lot. I've learned a lot from Ashley and Ashley's learned a lot just by cutting his teeth in this business. Um, that he didn't know anything about when he bought that piece of land. I mean, he wasn't looking to start a coffee business. No, and he was looking to, to build a house and give it to a family who needed it. And because
2: uh, I didn't drink coffee when I bought the first coffee farm, I didn't. I didn't even drink it at all. And so then I started drinking the truck stop cappuccino. I became pretty uh pretty knowledgeable in that how many pumps of vanilla really sends it over the top, you know, and well, that's a, that's a specialty grade right there. But, uh, and just going from there to, you know, when we were in Honduras, just visiting one time, I got invited to a, uh, to a cupping. We actually had a coffee farm, but we were just picking the beans and selling them, you know, in the cherry. And we got invited to like a professional cupping with other importers there that were going to buy it. And, you know, uh, the owner actually flew in in a helicopter, (laughs) you know, that's how big his mill was uh, and how big his farm is. his farm is like eight times bigger than mine. And and we've got a decent sized farm. And he literally flew in on a helicopter from his mill in San Pedro Sula. Uh, And he does that because it's so dangerous. He got shot 17 times and lived. Wow. Yeah. And he died last year. He had COVID, got over COVID, and was leaving the hospital, tripped and fell and hit his head and died. Shot 17 times, wow. went through COVID, and then he tripped and bumped his head and died. And I'm like, oh, man, there was a plan for that dude somewhere. But
1: I just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's uh,
2: But he'd been through his nine lives, I guess, so that... But wow. that cat to go. That's it. I feel like Bill's going to be on the farm sooner rather than later. We just uh, get permission from everybody that's the got to round up the money, get your wife on board, and all that. Those are things I have to do. Yeah.
1: The wife on board is not the issue. I think it's more the money issue. <laughs> it's anything else. <laughs>
2: it'll, my son was trying to buy a house and I said, it's, it's only a deal. If it works out the way you want it to work out and then his time and the same thing, Santos lost a farm last year. He had a farm that was literally touching his farm and he was embarrassed to come and ask me, uh, for the loan. Yeah. And uh, no, it was two years ago. Cause I called you and you said, I can come up with this much. And I called another guy. Yeah. He's like, I can come up with this much. And so I said, go talk to him. And when he went and talked to him, somebody else had already bought it. And I said, it's only. It's got to be in his time. And since he started going to church, he, he completely accepted that. And it changed his attitude about it. Cause he was mad. He was mad himself because he waited so long too long to ask me and, and he still wouldn't ask me. He asked Anna and then Anna came and asked me. And, uh, and so I fussed at him a little bit. I said, you know, you've worked for me for shoot 12 years. Uh, talk to me, you know, and we yeah. can make things happen, you know, but he lost that farm. And so, you know in this last year i said set on that money when it happens we got people that'll help and when it's when it happens again we'll be ready for it but god's got a farm for you god's got a date on a ticket for bill and when it's time bill's time to go down there we're going to have a blast and
1: uh, yes
2: all the chickens will be fresh and the tortillas will be hot so,
0: <laughs> the uh actually rhonda we've tried growing coffee uh a m did a study and they try to grow coffee in Texas, and it just won't grow there. Yeah, I mean, you can grow the the, the, the tree, but it won't uh, it won't fruit. It won't won't give you any coffee. And uh, you can probably do one inside your house.
2: Yeah, uh, the house works good,
0: and and you'll get a couple of beans off of it. But
2: uh, you got to have the altitude. Uh, the altitude makes the oxygen right, and all yeah, those things have to go together. And I've grown it a couple times, but
0: the temperature yeah. and and, uh, you know, the climate uh, it, down there where he's at is just incredible. I mean, it's, it's, and if you look at where all the coffee producing countries in the world are, they're all kind of situated above and below the equator. Uh, even on the other side of the world, you know, in Africa and Papua New Guinea and all those places, they're not far from the equator. And so uh, there's something about that, uh, that area that, uh that is prime for you know for the coffee and of course in honduras you get the elevation uh some of those some mexico and some of those places and uh we lost bill and so uh the um uh, anyway that that's what makes the i think that's what makes the Honduran coffee better there's bill
2: bill's and back
0: bill's back and
2: uh you can share click on screen Turn your video on so we can yeah. so we can see. I made a comment that you weren't very attractive, so I, I didn't know if you heard that.
1: Thanks a lot. <laughs> we
2: normally don't turn on Bill's video because he's not a very attractive man. But...
1: <laughs> we don't want him to take away from us, you know.
2: Actually, yeah, you know I'm, I mean, you I'm can't actually ready to really go against this. you know, I mean, you got all this.
0: Listen, when Sam Elliott and Tom Selleck text you <laughs> to tell you that they wish they had this stash when they were fifty, it's a big deal. So. You know.
1: can you guys hear me okay yes okay yeah I'm actually roasting that's why I've got everything muted so <laughs>
2: ah. are you doing you're doing on the fresh roast
1: I am um right prisma remember I was telling you I was having problems with that razzo extension
2: yeah so I'm, I'm kind
1: of yeah I'm kind of hacking a bunch of coffee together that's old and not really drink worthy to see if I can get it to work properly because for some reason it is just not wanting to circulate like I feel like it should, since it's an extension tube, and, and I'm not losing any air from around it, so I'm just kind of troubleshooting. So that's why I've got everything muted, so you don't you don't hear it and see it and see me throwing stuff and
2: the what what's going on. So yeah, I usually mute everything right before I throw a pitch of cussing tantrum. So <laughs> so you understand. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I like the little fresh roast that I have. I've just got the standard tube on the 700, but i, I burn more coffee. My attention span is so bad that in, <laughs> and you can't mess around on the fresh roast. It roasts so hot and so fast. Uh, and I've probably got my, my controls aren't set right, but uh, I have to be sitting right on top of it. And it seems like there's always a detraction. And in Honduras, I do it after the workers leave or before they get there. Um, it's the only way I can roast because somebody i like, I said don't bother me. Like well, I just had one question. I'm like, you know, that's fine.
1: Yeah.
2: So I still love you, but you know.
1: Yeah,
0: I I burnt so much coffee in the very beginning because uh, I couldn't regulate heat when I started with just my open flame grill, and then when I went to the barbecue pit, eventually Ashley uh, and there's one group that we belonged to. We figured it would determine that my my uh, motor was rotating too slow, so we finally got that uh, squared away, but uh, it didn't take much to, to burn coffee in those days. In fact, that's what Michael Peterson, that's why he's got a bag full of our uh, of, uh, vacuum-sealed coffee to make uh, knife handle scales with uh, is because, uh, you know, back in those days, I wasn't, uh, you know, and I, and I've not burned coffee since. I, I've gone from... Uh, trying to do a light roast and it ends up as a medium oh, or yeah. doing a medium roast and forgetting about it. And then it becoming a dark roast.
3: Yeah. But
0: I've uh, not lost any coffee yet. And I'm learning to use the bells and whistles on the machine. You know, I've I've learned to set the alarms Yeah, and it helps, especially if, you know, we're trying to multitask and, you know, I'm trying to do this outside my, my full-time regular gig. And so sometimes I'm, you know, I'm not, focused on the task at hand, and it's easy to ruin uh, some coffee. You know, something we hadn't really talked about today, but uh, people don't understand like most people in this country, the big companies, they over roast coffee. It's just roasted to the point where it doesn't taste like nothing, because it's got a bunch of impurities, and then they put stuff in it to make it taste like coffee.
3: Yeah,
0: And you know, people say, "Well, coffee makes me sick." Well, what What are you drinking? You know, if you're drinking junk that they've over roasted and put chemicals in to make it taste like coffee, I would expect for you to get sick with it. Uh, you know, but that's the you know, the coffee that actually produces and roasts, and the coffee that I roast uh, is far from that. And so, uh, you know, we we all we both do flavored coffees because people demand it, but the regular stuff that we have, it doesn't have anything in it. It doesn't have any chemicals.
2: And, and even so, the flavored coffee, we go with the natural rather than the chemical you know, flavorings. Right. But even that is still specially grade coffee when you start out with it. Right. And so yesterday, somebody ordered five pounds of pumpkin spice and I just dipped it out of my washed limpira and, and flavored it. So That's you're right. starting out with the better grade coffee All uh, versus the yeah. one guy that, that I've really learned a lot about how to flavor from he buys a uh a, just a real low grade brazilian coffee and he's paying like 275 or 250 a pound for that brazilian coffee uh and he marks it up somewhat and then you know I could buy that if I wanted to but um and so that's what you know why take a better grade coffee and and throw the flavoring in on it yeah, that's some people's thought, but my thought is, if you start out with a higher grade coffee, you're going to end up with a, you know, a higher grade product. Oh yeah, that does seem like it's leaping, but it seems like it's turning well though. See how when it jumps, it's like it's yeah. just like it's moving. Yeah, the bottom falls down. You know why that
1: is? Is because of this. I think I figured it out. I don't have if I don't put the top on it. I got to get the extension. I got a feeling or it's not getting enough airflow to leave.
2: Okay, yeah, you can push all the air in, but if it doesn't have a place to go out, that so makes sense. If I put sense.
1: it on, it doesn't, it doesn't move as much if I put the top on, so.
2: Well, no, I just popped <clears throat> all that. that, that uh, that's just the top to the chafe collector, right?
1: Yeah, it is, but you'll notice if you take the top off that it, it makes a like a big difference. See, here, I'll show you if I can get my stupid controls to work. Have you guys ever ran into where you turn the knob on the fresh roast and it keeps jumping back and forth between the two numbers? There. So there's eight with the top on, and if I remove the top, you see it jumping farther? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: No, I think I'd take that sucker off and leave it off. It's just going to sort of blow chafe everywhere, but that's not going to be the end of the world.
1: No, I know. I'm going to try and see. This is a 12-ounce. This is the first time I've done a 12-ounce roast on here, so so we'll see how it goes.
2: <laughs> what is a normal fresh roast without the extension? How much will it roast normally?
1: Uh, without, like, the factory extension? I, I've not done it without the factory. I think it's supposed to be, a, like, six ounces, I think. Is it safe or something like that? I think it's may- maybe six or eight ounces in the factory, which I have right here. The factory is 10 ounces, I think, and then this is supposed to make it 12. But I haven't been able to do 12 because I get I get uh, these nice little snippets. All the burnt stuff that gets stuck on the bottom and it won't go anywhere. So, yeah. yeah. So, we'll what see is- how this one comes out.
2: Live Does on it- Legacy Farms. <laughs> Does it, does it finish out at the same time when you're using the tube with that extra coffee, or does it extend your roast time?
1: Uh, I If I do a 10-ounce, um, 275 grams is my typical time. I usually get first crack around 8 minutes, eight, 8, and a half minutes, and then usually I'll try to run it to about 10 to get that medium roast level. And I'll usually come out about 13, 13 half percent weight loss, give or take. If it's Sumatra, I've noticed that same time frame I get like sixteen percent weight loss at that same time frame so
2: we're turning look at that see? <laughs> yeah it's 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 frustrating sometimes, but it's just take good notes and you'll get it figured out but you'll you'll probably go through a lot of coffee
0: yeah yeah i I went through a lot of coffee bean corral coffee. Uh, before I met Ashley and it was not cheap and uh, Amazon Amazon sells some green coffee, not, not very good stuff, but you know it's there but you know all, all stuff to play with anyway.
2: Yeah it's uh, it's just that there's just a learning curve in it that you just have to figure out and and it, uh, it just comes with time. <laughs> and stick with those sites the, the fresh Rose sites they'll help you out quite a bit. That's for sure. My mm-hmm. cousin
0: Lucy is watching. What's up? I just talked to your mom last week. Eye-opening conversation. Ask her about it. You'll laugh. Uh, and we've got Dave uh, Siemens. Is that one of your I'm
2: not followers
0: sure. or friends? I don't know. And then one of my cousins, Virginia. A bunch of people just bouncing in and out. And uh, we're probably going to put a stop to this thing here pretty soon because uh, I haven't eaten since breakfast this morning. Not that it looks like I need to eat, but I do. And uh, we're probably gonna go get some grub somewhere here close by.
2: Sounds like a good plan.
0: But uh, uh, I love the conversation, the way it went today. And and, uh, I'll be, you know, we'll be downloading this and uh, Ash will have it for his sites. And I'll do the video as well so that he can put it on his YouTube. I'll probably this evening when we get done, I'll put it in the links. We still have a fundraiser that's open for Legacy Farms for the mission uh, of the church down in Honduras. Uh, and it's got some pictures, updated pictures. And while we're together tonight, we'll probably I'll get some more pictures from him, more updated pictures uh, so we can update that fundraiser. And, um, and I suspect that with John getting on board uh, and, and the people that are in my church as well, uh, maybe we'll put together a, a really good mission trip, uh, you know, with some donations and and some physical labor donations down, you know, on site. Uh, I will tell you that if you don't already have your passport, do it right now. If you plan to, to travel uh, anytime soon, because uh, without going to one of the places where you can do an uh, expedited, you're looking at six months minimum. Really? Yeah, to get it redone. And so Connie and I are already like, uh, so I think we're going to just try to go to Houston or Dallas and and do the expedite uh, to get ours done. But uh, I think we're going to try to go down in February. Uh, between February and May, right, is the harvest?
2: No, uh, or February. Jan- January and March. January and March. So February is right in the middle. But it. It, w- it would be amazing, and women are always always welcome, but to do a men's trip like a men's retreat down there and yeah. start, a, I'd like to do something like that on a yearly basis to where we've got time where we could do men's Bible studies at night and do work projects in the day. And um, it, it'd be fun to start a men's men's retreat, a yearly kind of thing.
0: Yeah, that would be, that. Would, I know that, uh, what's up, Jimmy? And uh, Jimmy's another believer in Christ and he's doing great work in his, in his neck of the woods up in Philly, Philly Philadelphia. And uh, he does a great mission uh, during, uh, Thanksgiving. And so, but, you know, uh, to get a bunch of guys together, I know I've got some guys already who, who would jump all over a men's trip, uh, to go down and, and you know, you know, the, the Bible talks a lot about men, uh, you know, iron sharpens iron and to go down as a group and go do things. Uh, you'd be surprised how much you can accomplish, uh, how simple, uh, tasks are down there. It's just, Time, money and, you know, people. And so if we could put all that together, you know, it helps. It helps the mission of sharing the gospel, which is what we're all supposed to be doing. And But I will tell you that Connie really enjoyed and she's already uh, she's already been in my ear about, hey, when we going back, when we going back. And so uh, we were able again, we were blessed with coffee sales to be able to plant one of the farms that Santos got and we were able to all the plants that he needed to 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 plant that and so if we go back first part of next year uh we'll be helping harvest the same plot that we helped plant and i you know and then if we can do some some you know some gospel work in between there to me that's just like
2: that's the whole ticket i mean that's but definitely the project would need to be santos's church rather than ours yeah get his uh just doing nothing but building benches and things like that. With yeah. That. Put a yeah. few sides on for rainy days. Yeah. <laughs> right now it's just a roof. But uh, yeah, it would be. Uh, it would be uh, definitely a blessing just to, because you planting his farm helped him plant a church. Yeah. And it, and it, well, it's helped his wife plant a church, which helped plant a seed in his heart, and now got him to go into church. And yeah. so, like John yeah, said earlier, it's, it's wor- planting everything.
0: seeds and harvesting souls.
2: Yeah. And, uh, so, and I've seen a huge change in him. I raise your hand. If I'm not lying. I hated Santos. We butted heads. We butted heads all the time. And there was one day they were like, he's going to quit. I'm like more power to him. And we just butted heads. And it was, it was just all of a sudden there was just some, both our hearts were open at the same time, me to listen and him to speak and then me to speak (laughs) and him to listen. And because they literally, uh, when I fired the farm boss one time for a major problem, they were just all ready to go because there was conflict between me and the boss, and there was conflict at the farm, and I was like, "Let him go." But then when Bahidio was going to leave, and then Anna was like, "Well, you're going to leave me here by myself," and then and then and we sat down, and if it hadn't been for the fact that he had started going to church, and because Eli and I had the tickets to fly out the next day, and I said, "Eli, here's the phone. Call Mama." extend our tickets, everybody's fixed to quit, you know, and, and just being able to sit down and him having that open heart. Um, and now, man, it's just such a difference. And I enjoy so working with him. I still helped him buy a farm, even though (laughs) I I hated the guy because we, all we did is just argue and, and, and butt heads and, and he hated me and then come to find out it was simply, you know, he wouldn't talk to me and I didn't talk to him. And, he needed a few things changed at work and we accommodated each other just because as brothers, you can go and talk to each other where you can't is, you know, and if you're in the yeah. world and stuff, you, there's a hierarchy in the way they live their lives. The Bible
0: but, says not and, to be uh, unequally yoked.
2: Yeah. And so once he realized that we were, you know, on an even, we were even, even though I'm the one that signs the check, so to speak, and, and just, we were brothers and we could get in there and talk and. And so like with Bill, uh, can you hear Bill? Can you talk? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Whose farm did you buy this year? Wasn't it Santiago?
1: Yep, Santiago and Melvin.
2: Melvin. So he's out doing you, man. You got one farm. He's got two. But Melvin, (laughs) I think his farm produced 17 pounds. Really? (laughs) And then Santiago had 40 something, something like that. You know, but it's a start. And uh, but Santiago couldn't sell us his coffee because he owed that song owed his soul to the company store. He was in debt with the meal and he owed them 48 percent interest a year because that's a standard interest rate. Wow. And uh, he, he has to pay it in coffee. He can't pay the debt off. So we we spent last year giving him fertilizer, got him out of debt. So this coming season, you know, he'll have a couple hundred pounds of coffee. By then, Bill will be ready to buy more coffee, you know, and <laughs> all is going to work together in time. And what Bill doesn't buy, I'll buy, you know. Yep. And uh, so it's just working out because we helped San Diego. Uh, no, we just helped San Diego's brother, Pedro, buy a farm. Uh, so the bank on the fa- on my farm financed him to buy a farm two weeks ago. Uh, and so he's right now uh, planting that farm. And so we made him a loan to buy plants because we don't have any plants in the nursery right now. And we made him the loan to buy that farm. So when I go back in September, I'll get to visit the farm, see how big it is. And, you know, so, yeah, it's just uh, it's it's everybody's linked together, man. It's just it's a blessing. It's just supposed to work out a certain way. And so next thing you know, Bill will be a farm supporting mogul and selling the coffee all over the country. and (laughs) I'll go to work for Bill gladly.
0: Yeah, we're all trying to get to that point. I know uh, me personally, you know, Ashley and I talk again. He's not just a friend and he's a mentor. And and um, and beside the fact that we buy coffee from him. But, uh, you know, the the thing with Santos has been amazing because he's got really good coffee. He's putting some good coffee up. And I think the first year was just like three quarters of a bag. It wasn't even a,
2: yeah, there wasn't a full bag.
0: That. And then I think we're getting, what, 400 pounds this year?
2: At least that much. I don't know. There's Something
0: three like full that.
3: bags out there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: you know, that's just been an absolute blessing uh, that uh, that he's been able to continue to, uh, to grow like that. Why is that cop layout? What if I don't want to do? Oh, maybe I just click on this mm-hmm. other button. I got so there's a whole bunch of people there. People just keep t- tuning in, and we got Vin, my my buddy from Dallas. Uh, one of my I went to high school with Vinny, and uh, Rodney Brown, and Nick Richardson, and Melody Hansen and just, people just keep coming in and out. Uh, and you go back and watch from the beginning because we're we're probably going to go eat here pretty quick because you know big guy you can't keep him from food all day, and I'm not talking about Ashley so <laughs> he's feeding his muscles and, <laughs> and uh, I don't know what I'm feeding, but uh, uh, no, actually Connie and I have been doing really great and Connie's lost a bunch of weight. She, she didn't have to lose, but my wife is looking amazing and, uh, and I've lost a little bit of weight since we transitioned from uh, store-bought bread to what we're, we're milling our own wheat. And, um, and that's just been God just keeps blessing us with people. You know, we met a one of our friends, Carrie from church, uh, sent me a bunch of information when I was really sick and kind of got us on it. then we found out another lady from church was already doing that. And uh, I yesterday we were supposed to do a podcast with all the ladies and I was going to interview them. Uh, but I woke up feeling really awful yesterday. Um, and I just couldn't seem to shake it. I had some blood pressure issues and uh, got everything under control woke up rested and got in the truck and, and drove to a caboose in, in Jones, uh, Oklahoma. We're actually in a uh, riot in the community of Edmond, which is just on the Northern part of, uh, of Oklahoma city. And uh, I think we're going to go to Guthrie tomorrow and, and then, uh, go home. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just, I'll be putting some links in for the mission part of this. Um, and then, uh, some updated, you know, pictures and things so you can actually see what's going on down there. But it, it's been life changing for me and Connie, I know. Um and I, I mean I don't even think I, I think about how much it's changed us, but I never stop to think how much Santa's life has changed. He's got somebody buying his coffee.
2: Oh yeah. I you mean know? it's just amazing how well just the way his house looks. One day he he said I need to take off a couple of days and I'm like oh great and uh because it was right in the middle of harvest i'm like why and he's like my house fell over and i'm like well now i feel bad <laughs> so i said what happened he said well it rained a lot and the mud started washing off the sticks and the wind blew and the house fell over i'm like well crap so no, let's let's go see how we can you know what, what we're going to do about this and i went over and they'd reset it they'd put big old sticks to help keep it from actually hitting the ground And they were still living in it because what is the other option? You know, there's not a hotel, you know. And so,
3: yeah.
2: And so I said, man, we've got to figure this out. And I said, if nothing else, we can just set. I said, if we set a post on this corner and this corner, we can tie it back together. We can frame that and keep it from falling over again. But it's still, and I'm not trying to judge, it's still a pretty crappy house, no matter how you look at it. Yeah. And so I said, there's got to be some some kind of infusion of of blocks, you know, and some kind of foundation done. And so I think the original house doesn't exist anymore because this was six or seven years ago. Uh, The last time I went in there, I would have sworn. And I actually asked her, I said, when did y'all put concrete in here? He said, that's not concrete. She has swept the dirt so much that it is slick as concrete. She said, yeah, Santos keeps leveling it. And then we put some water down and I just sweep it. And it's like concrete. It, wow. looks, it's level, it looks like a concrete floor. And I'm like, well, that'll save them a little money. But she, you could drop your tortilla in the floor. And I promise you, I'd pick it up and eat it. That is the, <laughs> one of the cleanest houses I've ever been into. She keeps that house because she's proud of it. He, one year he built her a kitchen outside the house. And in, last year we did the bathroom or we did the shower. He did the bathroom uh, I mean, it's a nice little house now. And one year for his Christmas bonus, we ran water to the house. The the last Christmas bonus he got was, uh, electricity in the house. And, uh, and we weren't able to do that. We had to pay somebody to do it, but you know, just to see the changes in life. And of course, when we do electricity, we buy a blender. So that house that you and I wired, I came back later on and they have to come and take a little course from Anna and she shows them how to use a blender. Okay, because you think it's simple, but if you've never had anything to plug in, you, you you don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's really changed his life, and and it's changed him. Uh, not who cares about what is you know how much better he's living. He's living a better life. You know, he's, it's not just his house is nice. It's changed his life in so many ways, and it's touched us. You know, and I'm I'm embarrassed how much I disliked him. Oh yeah, this house right now where. He's referred sir, That's uh, a house.
0: I'm going to I'm going to pull some of these pictures up because we, we keep talking about it. But you have no idea uh, until you see it. And I, I'm going to show you exactly what we're talking about, because it's it's. uh Yeah, it's just. Let's see. Is it? That's us.
1: Well, while you're getting it, guys, fifteen percent weight loss on that one, and I still got like ten to fifteen beans that just burnt to a crisp.
2: Well, that's not bad side. weight loss as far as profit side goes. And I'd throw the black beans away, and as long as it tastes good, I'd call it good. Yeah, I don't know if you can see them or not, but I can. I can see them pretty good. I mean, you got it's some
1: beans that are just. Well, I mean, they're it's burnt. Those are burnt pretty dang bad, so I don't know. They're sticking to the bottom. I don't know what it is. There's just 10 of them that stick in the bottom, like almost like they're getting under an edge or something and just not coming up. I don't know. So, And I think I, I might just have to tailor my my amount of beans down. That's all there is to it, possibly. I mean, yeah, I did drop, 12 ounces. So
2: I'd drop it back to 10 and give it another try, and I've got some 75-point coffee I'll bring with me when I come. You can have some of that to try and experiment on. Yeah. I think I'm getting to it, but I don't know. But, you know, go ahead and get with that that flavor company I gave you and, and ask yeah. for some samples. They'll send you some Yeah, free I need salt. to
1: get some because I've got a lot of people – or not a lot of people. I've got a few people asking me for pumpkin spice, and I think that will probably, like, really boost my my at-work business because I've, I've had, like, four or five people say that they're tired of waiting in line at Starbucks for for some
2: pumpkin spice. So I was like, no problem. I oh, can help yeah. you out with that. Well, they'll give you a sample of pumpkin spice, pumpkin latte. Eli's come up with a blend called pumpkin surprise.
3: Pumpkin party.
2: pumpkin party. So we'll give you Eli's recipe. Is all right if I give that to Mr. Bill? Yep. We'll share that recipe with you. All right, cool. Pumpkin party. Who could say no to that? Right, exactly. Oh. So I was thinking, like, all right. But well, this, this, can you see the picture, Bill? Yeah. That's Bahidio's house. And uh, and the bathroom just went ahead and fell down on its own. But now, when you look at it, he's re that. You see the window, he just knocked out a block and made a window. <laughs> but now he's re- resurfaced that. And now that's his barbershop on the inside of his house.
0: <laughs> he cut my hair in the <laughs> mountains in Honduras. And
2: uh, oh, we don't want to look at me. Oh, is that you flexing?
0: No, that's when they broke my arm. And uh,
2: oh, okay, that's, well,
0: uh, back when hazing was uh, a
2: pretty much uh, approved
0: method, yeah. a, an approved method of, <laughs> of uh, that's champ. Man, we're going the wrong direction here. Let's see, how do I there it is.
2: Okay, so this Santos. is Santos right there is where his shower is now
0: yeah and uh, you can see there he's standing on rock like it's just rock
2: oh yeah and
0: there's a big drop-off right behind him
2: yeah and, that's and where so, the septic uh, tank is now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so uh you know he couldn't be we we're the only ones carrying his coffee for a while and i hope it stays that way because uh and this is his place that we got the plant and i will tell you that i didn't sit there all day long planting coffee okay i planted one plant and that's it right there. And we made it look like I was doing something. <laughs> uh, but I just had that, that tree. Uh, and if had I known that 15 feet behind me was a 2,000-foot drop, there's a good chance that I wouldn't have taken my big rear end down there. Uh, but they, they were very accommodating with me and my size. And they kind of walked me in a zigzag pattern where they run straight down. And they can grab a piece of that grass right there and hold it. And Use it as a pivot point oh, and stop yeah. and on a dime. But me, I would take half the mountain with me. And uh, <laughs> and this is Anna on her farm, and uh, she sends a lot of coffee up since you met Ashley. She sends and a you, lot of coffee. I, I've got, got a bag, bag yeah. yep, I've got a bag, and uh, and so uh, that's on the truck right now. That's Mama Mama Bear on top of where Santos' uh farm is. And uh, it's really hard to tell, but we're way beneath her feet right there, uh, where we were planting that
2: coffee. Yeah, it's a little rough getting into his place. And yeah. even drive down that road is pretty. This is a little flower that comes on the cherry, and uh,
0: this is that where Ashley's the ladies from Ashley they they uh, separate the uh, the uh, coffee right there. So a lot of places when you buy coffee, uh, if you don't have a setup like this. Uh, All the impurities and everything uh, that are in there, these ladies hand select them out. So if they've got insect damage or little pebbles or whatever, they get rid of all that stuff before they bag it and send it to us. So that's just one other reason that our coffee is a higher quality, aside from the fact that it cups higher score. So. I think that's it for, oh, that's
2: the, that's your swear
0: jar. That's, that's my swear jar. <laughs> there it is right there.
2: And my problem is both my jars got the same amount of money.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh,
0: let me, uh, I think that automatically killed it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we just, I just wanted to show you some of the stuff that we've been talking about, uh, some of the mission. And I, I'd have to go into a different folder, which I don't exactly know how to do quickly. So I'll just share those later. But uh, with all the pictures from the uh, from the church uh, that started a couple of years back, and, and like I said, when we were there, uh, it'll be three years this coming March, I think. Uh, they were just putting the retaining wall in, and now they've got a a, a functioning business, a, not a business, but a functioning building. Uh, where they're having church and doing all kinds of stuff. So anyway, we've been on this thing forever. And um, I think we're going to bow out and go get some food before Eli starts throwing stuff at us from from the background. But uh, as always, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, I will be posting stuff uh, on our site and on Ashley's as well uh, about supporting the mission And uh, because that's really at the end of the day, that's that's just what it all boils down to um, is the mission. You know, share the gospel and support that any way we can. And so that's what we want to continue to do. Uh, And like I always end my podcast with, I always say, uh, treat each other the way God intended us to treat one another with love, kindness and respect. And until next week, God bless you. Have a great weekend.
2: Thanks for joining in.